Good evening, anuses. <clears throat> Dr. O here, Dr. Drill, whatever the hell you want to call me. Auntie June, or maybe Cowboy Luke. It's been a while, so I wanted to check in <clears throat> as I speed away from the office on this very cool autumn night. Overcast all day, and of course, the turds of the world cower. Slump their shoulders and drop their head forward, fucking limping around because <clears throat> it was overcast all day. And some people were off for Rosh Hashanah. I wish all uh, people of the uh, Jewish faith, all those ascribing to Judaism, uh, a happy and healthy Rosh Hashanah. I don't understand the uh, significance of the holiday, but. I appreciate you all and love and respect to your beliefs and to you and your family. Hope you enjoyed your time off. Everybody else who got off because it was Rosh Hashanah, but you're non-Jewish, you are a goyim, then uh, fuck it. I hope you enjoyed your day. Had a full day of patience at the office. Nice pace. Take care of some good folk. But you definitely could tell that there was this suppression of society. A societal suppression around just the weather. Just because this is the first overcast day that we've had in a couple months, I figure. Anyway. Pardon me as I rehydrate here. So, heading home. Good day busy weekend. Friggin' Braves took home the uh, prize again. They beat the um, the Wayne Wildcats very handily. Sam Oberst got some plays out there. So that was good. And my girl Lily, super cheerleader, we went down, drove an hour away to another field and uh, cheered for another Satterton team. <clears throat> who's playing Marsh Creek. Marsh Creek's like a fucking hour away. So we're by the King of Prussia Mall, went over there and walked around. There ain't really shit. I mean, there's so much stuff and there's so many people there. So much so much commerce flowing. But we were going to get dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. You ever try to get into a Cheesecake Factory on a Friday or Saturday night? Forget it. Okay? And plus where we parked in the mall. It probably would have taken us a half hour just to get there. We were dog-tired, so we left. Came closer to home, got a nice bite to eat. It was a good weekend. Uh, Mandy went out to with her, one of her friends, went down to a local um, fucking casino down in Philly, Parks Casino. My friend got her a comp for dinner, which was very generous of him. Guy's freaking awesome. She saw some uh, real housewife of whatever. Did a cabaret show. But she seemed to have a good time with her friend. So that's awesome. Somebody told me today, a friend of mine came in from New York City. Never called me by my name. Just Billy. A little Hank Jr. reference there. 
So she moved to New York City. He's got she got her daughter and son live in New York City, and she that's where she lives. It's crazy how she some somebody who is so dear to you who would be uh, coming to visit you in suburbia here, Pennsylvania, would now be living in the city that never sleeps in that crazy rat race of trains and public transportation and basically anything you want at any time you can get. It's a crazy living, breathing thing, the city. It's interesting to me. I've often thought, the closest I got to living in a city was I lived in Buffalo. Relatively downtown Buffalo, New York, which is a small city. But uh, I lived in this old friggin' brownstone when I was in chiropractic college with my whore of a wife at the time. Uh, or who I would later find out was a whore. Hey, that's a fucking true story. I don't know what to tell you. Um, it was pretty cool where we lived. It was a freaking big, big place. We rented it from one of our teachers, a doctor, uh, at the clinic where we worked. And Buffalo's a pretty cool city, but it's not a city city, right? It's more of a depressed, friggin' um, Rust Belt city. That uh, It's got some cool... I enjoyed it, actually, but to live in New York City or even Philadelphia, uh, L.A., that's got to be something else. Something I probably couldn't do, but I do appreciate all that the city has to offer. Um, I'm, I'm more of a country boy. Um, so that's interesting. So my anyway, my friend, she comes down into town to see some family her brother's birthday or something, she comes in to see, get an adjustment, see me, love her so much, she was telling me about this incident she had, she's up in New York City, going through Grand Central Station, trying to get to her subway, and she goes to this, to enter the platform, and the door's thrown open, and like, seemed like a hundred people come her way. And so, like, it's kind of a stampede, like everybody was getting off of the subway or off of the train, and now they're emptying out into the station. And so she quickly stepped to the side, and somebody had dropped a fucking plate of spaghetti and meatballs, and she slipped on the ragu. I mean, can you imagine how slippery uh, a plate of spaghetti could be? So she slipped on that, and just like a mama used to make... She slipped on a plate of fucking spaghetti and meatballs. And next thing you know, she busts her ass. She's in a quad stretch, lying on the ground, glasses askew, bumps her head, and smashes into a steel stanchion that holds up the sub, you know, the, the train platform. She was all fucked up. She says she has a, a, um, like a near-death incident where... Some sort of spirit came to her and asked her, you know, you want to take my hand? She goes, yeah, yeah, okay. And she took his hand, but there was nothing there. And then she comes to and essentially had been given a second chance at, at, at life and went to the hospital, has been examined, and has no broken bones despite some pretty nasty contusions. She had some bruises uh, substantially. So she believes that this is some sort of divine intervention. I'm glad she's okay. Interesting story, too. She then says 
that there was another incident where she's on a train and there's this guy comes on and he's like, I fucking hate you. I kill a motherfucker. I hate everybody. White people. He's like just being really aggressive and negative and intimidating people. Who knows what his deal was. But he looks at her and she locks eyes with him. She turns her head much like an owl. I added that. She turns her head left her body facing in one direction but turned her head abruptly and and this force, life force welled up in her or a spirit or something um, the Archangel Michael was mentioned and she like looked at him as if to convey don't, it's not your fucking day buddy and he gets off, he scurries off the train platform <laughs> or of the train and leaves her alone, I mean it could have gotten ugly but there was something within her that, that indicated to the guy, okay, this isn't your your victim. Um, so that's interesting, too. Pretty friggin' interesting. And I got another patient who wants to create her own skincare line. And um, she's pretty cool. A couple new patients today, very nice people. One was an equestrian. She fell off a horse. I fixed her up. Another wants to join the Air Force, and uh, you know she needs to be in fine working condition. So, talk to her about career goals and so on and so forth. Hey, my anatomy students, half of them fucking scored off the charts, hundreds and high a, high A's, and some B's, and then some motherfuckers getting low C's and D's and some F's. Um. Listen, it's a mixed bag. This is friggin' anatomy and physiology, man. This isn't friggin' basket weaving. So, so that's good shit. It was a good day. I'm tired, big time. Pulling the house around 8 p.m., I figure. Spend some time with my family. Kiss my little chocolate Labrador, Momi. Love that girl. And the week is underway, just like that. Before we know it, it'll be Wednesday and Thursday, and the weekend will be upon us, and we'll be back at it again. Time marches on. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's having a great day and ready to start their week. Don't let anything get you down. It might rain. Don't hang your head. Friggin' create your own sunshine, man. Make a game out of... punching life in the face because it, it'll smack you around if it has the opportunity it'll bully you don't stand for it don't let anything get you down you know I get down sometimes but you know I motivate myself back to a good place I force my will on the situation I get stressed out like anybody else lost a cousin recently, that sucked dick what a wonderful person she was is is it was or, or is it is you know, what happens to people when they're gone they're here, it's constant you're in touch, you're, or you're not in touch all the time they, they're negotiating through life they've got family, they've got dreams that are being realized they've, you know it's all good at her face value anyway. And that's it. One week post-diagnosis. 
she's she's passed from this world. But I believe she still animates our place, our world. My my memories, of course, are, have been activated. I think about the times when we were, um, you know, cousins. She had a twin brother. She has a twin brother who survived. Survives, and uh, he's of course heartbroken. Her family, three kids. Wonderful people. They're going to have to deal with this and move on and shine her light on everything they possibly can. And I believe that people, you know, once they pass on from this world, they still, we carry them around with us. At the very least, in our memories, in our mind, in our body, in the experiences that we share. And uh, we can choose to, you know, they're, they're like a, like a um, guardian angel, maybe. They're like a spirit that embodies strength and all the positives of that person. So I'd like to do that. I'd like, I'd like to think that that's the way it works. I also think about my time. It's crazy how time is to begin with, right? I've talked about how quickly the weeks pass being a, um, you know, my, both, my wife and I work full time. Uh, I've got a lot of irons in the fire paying bills, paying taxes, making money, um, supporting our family, and it can be stressful, you know, I get home at 8 o'clock tonight, scarf down some food, maybe spend an hour on the couch with the family, and then I'm going to bed, starts all over tomorrow, time is an interesting thing, it seems to fly by, and then there's the phenomena where, as you get older, um, when you've done all these things, you've accomplished much, and you've met all these rites of passage in our society, um, the tendency is for time to seem like it's passing very quickly. I think it's because you've done so much, and you don't, you're not really sharing any new experiences. You're smart, you are, because that's the only way to fly, I think. Just friggin' stop after you've like met all these rites of passage and you get old and tired and painful. You know, the end is near at that point. But time is an interesting thing because my cousin, my entire frame of reference with her is 40 years ago, 35 years ago, on a Pocono Lake called Swago Pond. I remember that she and her brother used to come the week prior to us and we'd spend, my grandfather would rent this little private lake and it was just rowboats oaring around, squeak of the friggin' rowboat, the oars in their sockets, and fishing with preferably with purple worms rubber worms maybe a jitterbug and we just go usually counterclockwise around the lake and find all the spots down trees that were in the shallows or whatever maybe you hook into a big bass or a perch maybe you catch nothing maybe somebody maybe um, my cousin and her and her uh, brother Maybe they caught a big lunker out there, or they almost caught it. And we'd come to the lake 
our parents would drop us off and we'd stay there with them. And then we would go out hunting for that fish. We, that would be our dinner. Let's go out. And we'd go out fishing. We'd climb the hill through the cornfields up the hill. Where there was an abandoned school bus and fucking little graffiti on it, little friggin' overgrowth weeds and shit. And you just think about this small town in Pennsylvania, small town nothing, where there's this beautiful vastness of farmland and lakes, and that's it. Maybe you go into town at the end of the night, one week, or one of the days at the end of the week, we'd go out and have a dinner. And that was part of, uh, our routine with pop-up. So my entire frame of reference was uh, with this human being who is now passing this world. Her name is Colleen. Was through this Pocono camping trip, this little fucking lake where we'd go out on the docks, little white wooden dock with a ladder. The dock was created, uh, float, made flotation... Um, made buoyant by 55-gallon drums underneath, and there was a nice anchor to it, and you get your, you maybe had a, you know, a rope would go down to the bottom, maybe 15, 20 feet, get down, it gets cold, and you look at the, the mud and the silt on the bottom of the, of the lake, and, and the green, blue, amber colors, the sun rays would cut through climb on the dock and jump off and feel exhilarated and just it was a wonderful place spending a week with our grandfather and it was a little freaking dumpy cabin but it's where we stayed it's what we did and it's very precious so that's that's the entirety of my relationship with this person I think she came to my my wedding she did come to the wedding I saw her maybe on a couple other occasions throughout my life mostly weddings and funerals and so, how crazy is it how time, you know, when it's, it's almost embarrassing when you talk to somebody about, you know, Colleen who's passed recently, and you think, man, my entire frame of reference, you guys got to live with her and interact with her every day, and, you know, I've just been thinking about this wonderful human being through the lens of... Lake Swago, Swago Pond, and two hours from here in the Poconos of Pennsylvania, Northeast Pennsylvania. So I searched Swago Pond on Facebook and I came up with a couple little conversations. One was between my cousin and this woman who must have a place on there. And there's pictures of her catalog, all you know, um, documenting all the cool stuff she's doing. She's riding this water bike on there. She's swimming. She's riding her bike um, around the lake and having all these adventures. And I'm thinking, wow, this place still exists, not just in a little boy's memory. A little boy who's now 44 years of age. And I think about my kids, their current age and what's going through their minds and their daily routine, all the things, their desires and their dreams and their love and their frustrations. And I imagine those kids 
being afforded the opportunity to go out on that dock and row around the lake and fish for some bass and get snagged on a tree and pop your line and have to go in and it's okay because grandpa would have a liverwurst and onion sandwich for you or you jump in his little diesel rabbit and scurry on into town some little <clears throat> eatery and get a bite to eat with grandpa he's a fucking great guy so you think about time you think about how we spend our days and the our goals for this week what are we thinking about what we got to do tomorrow that we got to do some laundry and get our clothes out for tomorrow morning that I have to have my lesson plan prepared for lecture tomorrow that I'll get out at 3 or 4 p.m. <clears throat> got to call that insurance company. Got to double check that task at the office. That you can't wait for the weekend. So that you can share a meal with your family after a football game or what have you. Time is a very interesting phenomenon I'm thinking about the trip that I'd like to take to Utah or I'm going to take to Utah this April with my family and I'm going to link up with my buddy Rosie and my buddy Eric might come out there with his girlfriend we need to get some plane tickets and accommodations going you know so you want to make the absolute best of every moment you know today but maybe 20 minutes, a half hour between patients. I listened to this guided meditation on YouTube and just breathed and followed the instructions. And it was beneficial. It was like a little bit of a little moment there where I could ship, I could, I could go cold. I could switch off my stage mode where I'm jumping around jovial smiling and making people laugh and singing songs. Somebody said that today. They said, oh yeah, there's a new patient. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stephanie uh, said that, she said you, you might be singing in here. And uh, sure enough, I was singing. I played a little ukulele tune. I don't fucking know. Listen, I want to make people happy. I like to make people happy. It's a great job. It's a great pastime. It's good work if you can get it. But in between my making other people happy, I like to sit on my big fat ass or lay on the ground with my dog out in the friggin' meadow by a creek with nobody around and just take in some silence. Just the trickle of a creek, call of a bird or a friggin' cicada or some other creature out there. Nothing like nature, my friends. Anyway, it's been a good Monday. I'm going to go see my family sitting out here in the car like some goddamn fool when I should be enjoying my time with them. But I wanted to get this podcast in. Love and respect. I'll come out with a story for you guys tomorrow. Huh! <laughs>